Hey, podcasters. Uh, it's Glenn and Stu, and, and we've got a good show for you today. Of course, we're going to start it with some offensive things. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, man. That's good. Sorry, I didn't even give you a trigger alert on that one. Also, trigger alert. Stu does talk about Hey, guys. Hey, guys. And that's uh, supposedly triggering people as well. I mean, imagine the life you have to live when everything triggers you and everything is a a terrible tragedy. But, you know, finally we are getting some positives from some some liberal um, uh, presidential candidates. Uh, Beto is positive that Americans are just ready to give up their guns. Uh, And uh, he he doesn't have to confiscate them because Americans are just going to buy into this and they're going to give up their guns. Also, it is 9-10, September 10th, the day before, uh, a date that changed America. And we're going to be talking about that a lot. Also, Dennis Prager. He's got a new movie out called uh, No Safe Spaces. He's got a new book. And, of course, he just uh, came back from uh, Washington, D.C., where he was testifying in a hearing about Google. He uh, stopped by our studios in Dallas uh, to talk about that, all on today's podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. You know, San Francisco just banned the word offender and addict while changing convicted felon to a justice-involved person. Can you believe that? Oh, my gosh. Good thing they're on top of the important things and not, you know, keeping poop off their streets. When you ban words, you can no longer define right and wrong. To ban words is to ban ideas. It's just as bad as any book burning in history, and that is exactly what the left is doing. Patriot Mobile was created to give conservatives a voice, literally and figuratively. Their plans are as low as $25 a month, and you can get nationwide service and U.S.-based customer service. It's a great service. Thousands of people in this audience have switched. Right now, if you make the switch, you can upgrade your phone, if you'd like, to a brand-new Moto Z3 Play for only $5 a month. It includes a 6-inch screen, expandable storage, high-quality camera, and a whole lot more. Switching is made really easy with Patriot Mobile. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. This is the only phone company that is run by uh, vets, and it was started by vets. They take some of their proceeds and they donate it to things like freedom of speech on the conservative side. Your phone company right now is probably in bed with uh, La Raza or Planned Parenthood. Look it up. You're giving your money to people who are fighting against your values. You need a great cell company that gives you the same great cell service, uses the same cell towers. It saves you money, costs you less. And it donates some of its proceeds to go and help stand for the things that you stand for. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Go there now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Switch today. You know what's really weird? Have you seen the um, Have you seen the researcher? We talked about him on Monday. Have you seen the researcher in Sweden that has said, because of global warming, we may have to start uh, becoming cannibals? Now, now I'm not sure what canoe he rode over on, um, but I don't think we need to become cannibals. But you'll notice nobody was triggered by that. The guy is saying global warming is going to get so bad, we have to start eating people. And no one was triggered. 
Isn't that a little strange? Because that would keep me up at night. That'd be like one of those things. Are they going to come and eat me? You know, I can't trust my neighbor. He's all into global warming. He may be making some sort of stew that I'm going to be, you know, the, the main ingredient in soon. And you think that's uh, scary to you? Imagine if your name was Stu. That's right. really like you're you, like they just add water. They come for us first. Yeah. <laughs> right. you know? So you'd think that's the, the triggering thing. However, um, nobody seems to be bothered by that. Now, there's two stories here I want to give you. Google has banned a family cafe in England for promoting inappropriate and offensive, hateful content. Now, this is just this is uh, just uh, a husband and I'm sorry, a, a, a woman and her friend. She's 63. He's like 65. They have this this cafe. They decided to use this newfangled thing to advertise. And so they decided to buy some Google ads and they saw that their business was really taking off. And then they got a notice that they were responsible for hate speech and they were going to be banned by Google. And they're like, hate speech? Who's Did you write something into the last ad? What, if, what are we having a Nazi rally here? Apparently, it is because they uh, they were offering a special on like Tuesday night of um, <clears throat> faggots and peas. Now, you might think that that's really bad here in America to have faggots and peas, but that's not what that's not what that word means. Right. I just don't with right. it being the, with the with the American connotation. But I am talking about it I in understand that context. We, we can come up with many examples uh -huh. of, of re ways that uh -huh. does not work on the air. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> it comes with an uh, with onion gravy, uh, and it's a very very traditional English meal. Google has said they can't, and like people, I don't even know what it's probably like eyeballs and brain. I mean, the English eat really. All of Awful. Europe. What's it, All of stuff. What's yeah. the thing from Kazakhstan where it's ho like horse stew? I don't. That's like really. I just. I, I mean, don't want to. You eat the horse before the human. Right. But. Do you? I think so. I mean, <laughs> do some you? people look delicious, I suppose. <laughs> right. But I don't I think. I don't know who does. I've never looked at somebody who went, hmm. I bet they taste <laughs> delicious. <laughs> I've never thought that. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, there's it's a it's a it's a it's a niche market. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, right. I think some people I mean, I have looked at one of my cows and thought but it was more out of anger. Somebody one of the cows that is just like mooing and waking me up in the morning and I just look out the window and I like you are going to make a great steak. <laughs> You're taunting them with <laughs> yes. steak? Oh, I do. Mm -hmm. I do. <laughs> I don't think they know, but it they still don't seems know. weird. They don't know, but when they misbehave, I do talk to them about what a delicious burger they will make. You're at like some the point. mean farmer in a Charlotte's Web sequel. <sighs> I am, except you know, I I don't massage them, but I take very good care of them. Mm -hmm. I want them to be happy. But I also want them to be hamburger at some point. <laughs> Happy on your plate. <laughs> right. Okay. So here's the so here's the thing. People okay, can we can we stop now telling other cultures what they can and cannot eat while our culture in the West is telling people, hey, by the way, we might be cannibals. I mean I mean, you know, you wouldn't want to say that, but I mean, you know, you could say conservatives in peas, and <laughs> a lot of people would be, okay, that's fine. I bet if you said, uh, and we're serving a dish, conservatives and peas in brown gravy, and it wasn't a traditional English dish, <laughs> right. it would still be okay. Google would be like, that's fine. You're slaughtering the, 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 
you didn't have these aren't free ranging conservatives. You have them in a cage first, right? <laughs> You're torturing them just a little bit, right? It's like the reverse of animal cruelty. <laughs> right. They want you to be more cruel right. to the meat you're eating. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, this uh, meat, we've tortured this meat, this conservative meat, its whole life. It was born a conservative. We've been torturing it. It's now 87. <laughs> have we skipped over the bugs, though? Well, well, for a long time, they, they would, you'd get these researchers to be like, look, global warming's coming. To keep everybody alive, we need population control, or we're going to have to start eating bugs. That's the only place what we can get the, protein. This is not. This is not normal. There is not anyone within the sound of my voice that is a normal human being that is saying to themselves, "Yeah, I think that's where we're going to. I think that's where we're headed. We're going to have to eat bugs. We might have to even go humans." There's, there's no one. There's no one. Why are these stories huge? Why are these stories about bugs? Why do we see them on CNN and everything else? There's nobody that actually believes that. I think it's the media chooses them. First of all, they're somewhat salacious, right? To the idea that uh, we may be eating bugs one day is, mm-hmm. is a clickbaity mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. I think the other part of it, though, is it's another way to enforce how dangerous climate change is. And it's like, it's this bad, guys. You're not going to be Sonic is going to have cockroaches instead of tater tots. Well, That's what you're going to have. I'm deal having with. later today. I'm having children and mac and cheese. Children in mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You cut the children up and then yeah. you just stir them into the. It's also good, like like in like beans, children pieces of children in beans, also mm-hmm. pieces of children in like spaghettios. You're not thinking of pork. Might be pork. Or might be pork. Okay, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, uh, we were finding out in a trial in California that apparently there's suppliers all over the place. If you go to Planned Parenthoods around America, in case you want to make yeah. some of these dishes, yeah. that, that, that one didn't even not even register. That one didn't even register. Mm-hmm. Didn't even register. We have a story today of somebody who is so triggered by you guys. Now, listen, you guys, you can't say that. That is so offensive. That is triggering. Can you imagine being so triggered that when somebody walks in a room and goes, hey, guys, you're like, oh, oh, my, oh, my gosh, <laughs> please don't say that again. That's a mental illness. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, I think so. <laughs> you know, now this, are you familiar with this uh, wonderful? No. Uh, organization they are i would say largely responsible for the beto thing they were the ones what is that, the beto thing well, right now the beto thing is zero percent right but the beto thing was when he was going against ted cruz it sort of started with a viral video about him talking about colin kaepernick oh, okay yeah, and yeah yeah so they they were responsible for that they pulled a lot of beto mm-hmm. clips and kind of made him into okay. a little pseudo left-wing celebrity mm-hmm. for a mm-hmm. while which is why he got into the race when everyone told him, you're going to win. And then as soon as he got in, he went from 15 to 12 to 9 to 6 to 4 to 2. And it's about where he sits now. Mm-hmm. Um, so they came up with a new video. And it's to tell people to understand that saying, hey, guys, to a group of people, some of which might be women, is just not okay. It's not okay. They want you to understand that. And they're giving you a very rational take. <laughs> do we have Do we have this? We do. Let's, Here it let's is. listen to Hey guys, welcome back to Now This. Guys is a simple term. Mm. It could mean boys, or if you're modern, hip, it means people. At first glance, mm. guys seems inviting, friendly, mm. maybe warm, even sure. comedic at times. Right, right. But 
it, like many male default terms, should uh -oh. not be normalized. Don't normalize. All-encompassing phrase. Oh no. Innocent as it may seem. Mm. While we may it's understand the word means no real harm, with a deeper look, you'll understand that we've been ignoring the cognitive impact on women oh, as well as gender non-conforming folks. No. Okay, okay, stop, 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 stop. Can you imagine living your life this way? No. Yeah. Can I tell you something? I understand why people do. Okay. I understand why people do. There are those people that are really triggered, but then there are the do-gooders. Look, the, there are millennials that, and, and, and people who aren't even millennials, that are so desperate for something of meaning. Their life has no meaning. Mm. There is nothing good to strive for. And so the thing that you can strive for is being wide awake and not offending anyone. And so when somebody says this, you might think, you know what, that's ridiculous. I'm not triggered by that. But you know what? Somebody might. And so I'm going to dedicate my life to making sure that I'm bringing together a better world. They're actually living in this, this mindset that they are doing good. Oh, yeah. They're mm -hmm. doing, they really are trying to do good. Yeah. Because... Nothing in their life has meaning. There is no way to do real good because everything is bad except for this woke culture. Right. And it's like, but it's fundamentally, if you have to go on an Indiana Jones style archaeological adventure to find how it's offensive, it's just not offensive. Right. Like right. if you have to go through and explain in multiple videos as to why no one thinks it's offensive, but it is. It probably just isn't offensive, right? Like if it, if you, what you're saying is, look, everyone means this in in a, in a good way, and it doesn't seem offensive at all, but it is. Well, maybe it's not. <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe there's somebody out there that yeah. feels that way, but there's also somebody out there that that thinks that John F. Kennedy and Elvis mm -hmm. are doing a concert, you know, someplace in Memphis Friday night. <laughs> it's not your job to micromanage <laughs> crazy at that level. Right. It's just not. <laughs> All right, back in just a second. Speaking of Beto, Beto says that um, he thinks Americans are just going to give up their guns. He trusts Americans. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn, and if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast. 2010. 2010. I'm sorry, 2001. September 10th, 2001. It was a different world. It was a world where we, we could go and wave goodbye to our family as they went down the ramp to the airplane. You didn't have TSA. You didn't have people checking. The doors on airplanes that led to the uh, pilot, sometimes you would fly and it would be open. It wasn't a secure room. The things we were worried about are not the things that we're worried about today. We were still worried about politics. We were still playing politics. We were not that innocent. We were still playing politics. National um, Organization of Women were in trouble on 2010. Uh, sorry, September 10th, 2001. They were, um, they were 
trying to um, get out of a, a scandal that they were in about Andrea Yates. Do you remember her? The National Organization of Women raised money for her, uh, and then they had to backpedal real quick and like, oh, she killed her kids. That was that was in the news we talked about on on September 10th, 2001. Gary Condit was in trouble for Chandra Levy, who he was not guilty of. They finally found the person that murdered, but it looked like he was going to go to jail at this point. Yeah, uh, Rudy Giuliani was in the news because they had, I guess, come out. He had cheated on his wife, I think, was was when that was first coming out. I I was looking back at these show recaps. This is from Friday, September 7th, 2001. Uh, uh, We couldn't tolerate Bill Clinton's cheating on his wife, but Rudy Giuliani is okay. That was uh, then you had Michael Jackson receiving a standing ovation on the MTV Music Awards. And your question, is there anyone in the audience who doesn't think Jackson was fondling boys? (laughs) I mean, later on, you kind of have some more evidence on that, at least. I mean, now he's been convicted via documentary, so we know he's we know he's guilty. Here's 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 one. We went back to the archives. Do we have the audio of the Shark Tank thing? This is the Monday before tuesday september 11th this is the monday this is the broadcast before we wake up the next day and go on the air to say we're under attack we were amazed at how uh there was not there was no real big news at the time there was nothing that was really happening at the time i want to i want to show you what the big thing on the show was that week that monday go ahead and play the shark tank no, this is not it. The Shark Tank, if you have that. Apparently not. Apparently. Do we just yes or no if we have it? So the sheriff came in to arrest, I don't know, four, three, a hundred. I don't really know. We also had 14-year-olds running in and out, whole packs of them, at least ten at a time, running around. They would go from one side of the theater up the aisle, you know, because it was okay, stadium is, seating. They would come right, we got to stop. we got to stop. That's a different don't just that's a different random thing. clips. That was just a random <laughs> clip. That, that one is about uh, a, a theater experience that I had. Yeah, well, which was, I, I would, going back and looking at the show, it was about half the show. The day before 9-11, Glenn's whining about some, going to see a movie and there was loud kids in it. Just like a, no, just it like wasn't a just loud, my loud kids, it was bad. I remember it now. It was that's, ba- what, that's what Grandpa always says. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> no, it was. It's it always was. bad to Grandpa. It was. But we were also, just in the, in the uh, prior weeks, we were talking about um, uh, facial recognition. They were going to try to use that in Ybor City. They were going to try... Um, putting cameras up in Ybor City, and we were talking about how that, that's, that's not good. We were going to go sh- swim with the sharks on the Friday after September 11th. It was, that summer had been a big summer of people being bitten or eaten by sharks, meaning like one or two people. Uh, and so uh, we were going to, I was going to, and I was barely a swimmer at the time. i deathly afraid of water. And so we were going to go to some aquarium. I don't remember which one it was, Atlanta or someplace. Uh, do you remember? Where was that aquarium that we were going to? In Tampa. Was, the... was it in yeah. Tampa? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The aquarium uh, in Tampa. And, uh, and, and I was going to go swim with the shark for a charity that Friday. And everything changed. Now, let me, let me show you how much has changed. 
Imagine Donald Trump coming to town or Barack Obama coming to town and you're the number one local political talk show and you don't mention that the president is actually coming to town the next day. This is the last thing that was broadcast on my show the day before September 11th. This was the last quote-unquote innocence of politics this was the only time I talked about President Bush coming to read to children in Sarasota the next morning. Listen. That's bull. That's bull tonight. So, Mr. Beck. Your buddy, W, is in town this week. I'm surprised he's not going to be on your show since he, since your lies and false propaganda is the only reason he got elected. I love this. I'm still getting mail on the election. Let it go. Please, let it go. Along with his slimy brother, Jeb, that's the only reason why he's in office. I can't wait to see Janet Reno kick his butt. Right. So, number one, Florida can rebound from the horrible funk that it's been in since Jeb took office. And number two, and most importantly, I want to hear you whine and eventually collapse from frustration. Frederick. T.S. Stop stealing our liberties, harassing our Democrats, and eating our food, fatso. Who's a Democrat before 9-11 saying that I was not only stealing their food, but uh, <laughs> stealing liberties from them. So we were still playing political games, but the important part is everyone remembers where George Bush was when he first heard about the 9-11 Twin Towers. He was in Sarasota. He was in my market at WFLA in Tampa, Florida. And he was reading to children. You remember those, you know, was Andy, was it Andy Card that came over? Yes, and, and yeah. whispered into his ear, yeah. Mr. President, we're under attack. The next morning, everything changed. And I am struck this year as we approach the 20th in a couple of years, I am I am impressed to share with you how far we have come in a negative way. And the things that we have lost, much of it, if not all of it, stem from the 9/11 attack. Both sides have made really bad mistakes. Many Americans have been wrong about so many things, including me and this program. We did what we felt was right. And we've seen it now come to bite us. I, I want to this week spend some time and just look at things in perspective now now we're far enough away and now we should be having the conversations asking ourselves 
wait a minute. What was the very first piece of advice we got? Do you remember? What are some of the very first things that we did? And our kids do not understand the America we lost on September 11th. I've told the story before. My son and I recently were watching, I think it was The Producers or something, the old one with Gene Wilder. And my son said, how did the government ever allow this to be made? Because it's so politically incorrect. I said, the, how did the, what? In my house, he has never grown up in a world where the government hasn't been dictating, where the mob hasn't been dictating. He doesn't even understand freedom the way anyone my age understands freedom. We were fighting for freedom. Listen to what that Democrat said. Stop taking and stealing my liberties. What were the liberties that we were talking about then? Look where we are today. So let's let's start with the first thing that we were told right after September 11th. And keep an eye on where we were on September 10th. Tomorrow is the 18th anniversary of September 11th. Let's try to have some perspective this time around. See where we have been. See where we were. See what we've done. And check it. Is it making things worse or is it making things better? So why is it we are... Well, let's just say that. Where are we today? Where are we today? We had mass killings. We had Timothy McVeigh. We had terrorism. It was overseas. But we had homegrown terror. We were arguing about much of the same stuff. The debt, deficit. But where are we, to, where are we today compared to then? Look at our debt and our deficit in comparison. We're now to the point to where we have spent so much money that they're now coming up with, quote, modern monetary theory, which is governments can print whatever they want. It has never worked. It, is, it will fail every time. Money is, a fee, is fiat. It, is, it replaces something of value. It represents something of value. And if you don't value anything, it doesn't have any value. Well, full faith and credit of the United States. Check the full faith and credit in the United States of America right now. How do you feel about it? September 10th, 2001, I still believed in our institutions. I thought we had problems. And I, I didn't like the way we were behaving. But I still believed in... I still believed that we believed in the same things. You know, the Patriot Act wasn't written after September 11th. 
The Patriot Act was written in the 90s. And the Patriot Act, it never was introduced because it, nobody would, nobody, everybody was like, you're crazy. You're going to put everything, you're going to have a Department of Homeland Security? The worst thing that I have purchased at auction, a historic piece, is a chair for uh, the questioning of those people of interest by the Nazis. And I bought it because what it is branded on the bottom of the seat of this chair. And in German, it basically translates to Department of Homeland Security. We didn't have, we didn't have the wiretapping uh, abilities. We didn't have FISA courts, secret courts, being able to go into a library and say, I want all of this information. And by the way, if you even call for an attorney, if you even tell an attorney you are violating the law and you can go to prison for it, we didn't have any of that. We put it in because we were panicked for our own safety. You know, the idea that Donald Trump is, and I shouldn't say this, that the administration has floated out there about HARPA. That's exactly like the Patriot Act. That's not coming up now because of gun control. That's been in the works since about 2002. And it came about because of the Patriot Act, because everybody was so freaked. We allowed the Patriot Act just to roll in. And the Patriot Act said we need total intelligence. Total intelligence, meaning total intelligence on every person in America. They wanted to find a way to where we could, as a government, know exactly who was who, where they were, what they were doing, and can we predict and stop bad things from happening. That's why we're in the situation now where the administration is talking about a proposal to use Google Home, Amazon Echo, uh, and Fitbit and Apple Watches. For everybody to make sure if there's somebody that is disturbed, they shouldn't have a gun. That's putting all of us under surveillance for the few that might be disturbed. We would have never done that. In 2001, we were still saying I'd never give my fingerprints to the United States, but we gladly gave them to Apple. We gladly gave them everything they asked for. The, the horrors that are happening now in China, I believe we are just two to five years away from, I think we're two years away from not being able to get out of this box. And you damn well better hope that we come to our senses before that. But all of this is because of September 11th. We have done so many things to ourselves and built this box that we're all living in 
Because the first thing we were told to do, our American duty, does anybody remember it? Go shopping. Go spend money. We were wrong from the start. The best of the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, it's Glenn, and if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast. Dennis Prager, a, dare I say, a living legend, a guy who started uh, talk radio right around the time that we did. I think you got into syndicated talk radio about 99, mm-hmm. and we started in 2000, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, 2000, uh, syndicated in 2001. Uh, welcome to the program, Dennis. How are you? Well, let me just say oh uh, you were totally right in saying we're friends, and I, I, that's one of my most cherished terms, and I'm very touched by what you said because coming from you, it matters. Mm. So Thank you for I saying that. I needed to say that. Um, by the way, I also use Relief Factor. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. He also told me he listens to this show. That's correct. Driving in yeah. to do his show. Now I have evidence that I can, now I can go after him, obviously <laughs> stealing all of our taking our ideas and yes. then making them actually work. <laughs> and then, so anyway, uh, Dennis, um, tell me about what happened uh, with Google in Washington. What's happening with your your lawsuit? We at the PragerU. Let me just a very quick background for your audience in case they don't know. I don't expect everybody to know. We have a billion uh, views a year. That's a very successful <laughs> thing, and I'm very proud of it because we do very serious work. We put out a video each week of five minutes each on everything from the Electoral College to the Ten Which Commandments. fantastic. Both of those are fantastic. Well, we, we work very, very, very hard. I included on every single video. We have f- uh, four former prime, three former prime ministers, four Pulitzer Prize winners. We're very serious about the people that make the videos for us, and uh, it is a conservative voice. It's fact based because truth comes first, and that's why when people say, "Oh, Prague University's propaganda," but they never have once offered an example of, of anything we've said that isn't true. Correct. And and we're not going to have, you know, people like Alan Dershowitz or the Prime Minister of Canada, to, uh, Harper, they're not going to make a video for a place that's propaganda. Right. I mean, we have professors from Stanford and Harvard and, and, and Princeton. And I mean, it, it's, but that's all they could say. They could smear. But we're very effective. And this bothers people like Google. Google is a left-wing operation. I, I, I say it with no joy. It's not an accusation. It's a fact. You saw the video of their of the lamenting the the Trump election. It was like a, a day of, of mourning, if not a, four years of mourning at Google. And they uh, are and, and uh, beyond mourning, they are taking steps. That's correct to make sure yes, it and, never happens that, again. They said it. Yes, we we, we have the video. They yes. say we can't let this happen again. Well, Prager University uh, is sixty five percent of our billion views are people under thirty five. That's another big, big deal. And that, that bothers them because they think that they own youth. Mm-hmm. And they do. Mm-hmm. From elementary school through graduate mm-hmm. school and television and movies, they do own youth. But, mm-hmm. we, but we're making an inroad. So they started putting our videos out of nowhere. 
which are largely aimed to young people, right. we, they started putting some of them on the restricted list. Restricted means if you have a filter against pornography and violence, you can't see the video. Mm-hmm. Uh, similarly, schools and, and, uh, and libraries. libraries. That's automatic. And it's demonetized. So what are some of the examples? I remember Victor Davis Hanson, who's as gentle a human being as walks on earth. <laughs> yeah, Is that right. correct? Absolutely. I mean, if, if there's, yeah. in the book of opposites, there's, right. there's him and, and flamethrower. Right. right, right, right. He does a history of the Korean War. It was put on the... Uh, there's, there's no rhyme or reason except this. If we have 15... We have... We have uh, how many uh, videos have we put out? 300-something? 15 of them. That's one out of 20 is on Israel. Half of them are on the restricted list. They hate Israel and they hate America. So if America is depicted as beautiful and if Israel is depicted as beautiful, we have the head of British forces in Afghanistan saying how moral the Israeli army is. That's on the restricted list. Alan Dershowitz, Professor Harvard, uh, Hillary Clinton Democrat, uh, gives a video on Israel's founding, the le- the legality of Israel's founding. It's on the restricted list. My, but the ultimate is my video. I... I I did one on each of the Ten Commandments. So, and they and you know, what's crazy about this is in the testimony. Yes, the guy from no, Google this, said, this, this "Well, was, murder and a lot of yes. ch- he led with churches. A lot of churches, you know, they don't want that kind of stuff. Thou shalt not murder is you something in the churches. No, you it was crazy. It I was there. This was in the U.S. Senate. Yeah." I was there. So when he said, he was asked by Senator Cruz, for whom I give great praise, he's really pursued this. Yes. And so Senator Cruz asks the Google representative, why have you put Mr. Prager's video on the Ten Commandments on the restricted list? We have his response, and then I want to get your response. Oh, good. Here it is. Listen. Mr. Prager is a YouTube success story. Mr. Tate Prager has more than 2 million uh, uh, followers, as I understand it. Um, Mr. Prager's, uh, and, and all of Mr. Prager's content is available on YouTube, the, 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 the main YouTube channel. We do have um, a very small percent of our subscribers who opt for what we call restricted mode. These are mostly institutions like churches or perhaps schools where there's certain um, more mature content that they choose not to have access to. Now, this is less than 2% of the overall YouTube watchers, but we do feel it's important that to give those, those institutions that degree of control. There is a small percent of Mr. Prager's overall content, as I understand it, less than a quarter of his content, that is deemed to be in that category of more mature. And so for that very small percentage, they will not have access to Mr. Prager's um, more mature content. Other than that, it is complete. And, th- and just to be clear, these are, this is content, for instance, it may be perfectly acceptable to watch, but for those, it's perhaps references to violence or war or rape, things like that. All of Mr. Prager's, those, those, the Ten Commandments, all those are available to 98% of YouTube viewers, 98.5, I believe. 1.5% of our viewers have in, have activated, again, this restricted mode, churches. Okay, stop, um, stop, stop, stop. Well, okay, so the, I, the, key, the key one is that he was asked, well, why is Mr. Prager's video on murder restricted? 
So shall I give his answer? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so his answer was because it mentions murder. So I, I was sitting there, and I, I truly felt that I had entered the twilight zone. Mm-hmm. Kids cannot hear an adult tell them, thou shalt not murder. I mean, I went to Jewish uh, religious school, yeshivas, from, the, from kindergarten, and I learned that at five, God <laughs> doesn't want me to murder. Somehow the rabbis who taught it to me didn't think it was restricted for right. people over 18. <laughs> right. <laughs> they thought right. it was a good thing at five to right. know God <laughs> <Right>. forbids murder. <laughs> so so I when I got up there, I, I prefaced my comments, my prepared remarks by saying, we will now, now that I know why that has been restricted, we will produce a Google-friendly Ten Commandments titled The Nine Commandments. <laughs> We will remove thou shalt not murder. By the way, as of now, five of the Ten Commandments are on the restricted list. They're so angry at us, which proves that it has nothing to do with content, that they have added another hundred restricted since I testified in the Senate. Wow. Yeah. That proves it has nothing to do with algorithms or violence. Listen to what he's saying. Listen to what he's saying. He's saying 2%... Two percent of the the uh, the population, right? Uh, Google users, yes, they opt out. Correct. So he's saying it's the user's choice. That's right. Yes. However, he then is playing the role of the MPAA and saying we decide That's which right. ones fall into that category. That's right. And uh, we think thou shalt not murder is is in that yes. where churches wouldn't want it. Churches That's crazy. Would, yes. That's crazy. I mean, I could see if people don't want and do not commit adultery. I get it. <laughs> That's a <Right>. toughie. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Thou shalt not murder. So so he also said a very small percentage. Since when is 25%? I only no, hear no, that from... No, is that amazing? That's amazing. So, what should, why should they complain? Yeah. A very small percent. Mm-hmm. 2% of the viewers. Okay, 2%. That's small. It's millions 25, and millions of no, people. I know that. Right. But 25%. Think yes. of that. Millions and millions of people at 2% and 25% of, of the 360 videos. videos. Right. That's, uh, that's quite a number. But the, the, thing, the thing that your listeners need uh, to understand is this is the tip of the iceberg. If they prevail, uh, if they're allowed to do this, then... That will be it for free expression for conservatives. That's, we're moving, the internet is moving toward the university. The university is is basically conservative frei, uh, the German word free meaning empty, it, devoid of. That's, that's where the internet will be headed. If, if they get a green light from either Congress, I don't want suppression of private enterprise. Of course not. I'm a conservative. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want the government to interfere. But it, uh, the analogy I give to which no libertarian has been able to give me an answer is, what if Delta Airlines, or better, Delta American and United announced, all those who come on board our plane with the New York Times can come on, but if you're carrying the Wall Street Journal, you may not fly with us. After all, they're private companies. Why, I want all the libertarians who have attacked PragerU, believe it or not, in Reason Magazine, at the American Enterprise Institute, they have attacked us. They have defended Google on libertarian grounds. Well, it's private enterprise, so fine. So if the only conduit or the conduit of almost all information is bigoted 
that doesn't matter to you. It's still just private enterprise. So here's the, that is the problem. Uh, and, and the way to, for me at least, to express this is Google, uh, Microsoft, Apple, uh, Facebook, all of that, that has become the public square. That is the place to express yourself. That's right. So if yes. if if you if you are not allowed, a platform is a public space yes. that everyone can gather, no matter you, your you view. You can't fly. Correct. Correct. Dennis, have you heard a good uh, solution to this? I mean, I know there are people talking about regulation. I do not. They want regulation. Those those organizations want it because they'll decide. They'll design it. Just like the big three automakers did in in uh, under Franklin Roosevelt, we can't let them design the regulation because it will it will make it too onerous for anybody who's coming up. It can be a competitor. So what do we do? Well, they they're, they have been granted uh, by Congress the they have been granted the ability to avoid all lawsuits. Correct. Uh, uh, because they're a platform, right? An open forum, right? They they operate though as if they're a publisher. See, the New York Times does not have to publish Dennis Prager or Prager U. Clearly, mm-hmm. we totally understand that. Yeah, but the New York Times is liable for uh, for what they do. Yes, because for they're not they're an, liable for libel. Right, they're not an open platform. That's right. Right. So they want it both ways. I've I've talked to people in Congress and the Senate and many of them who agree that they're a real problem are like, well, that that's really not going to work. We can't. I don't understand the argument against that. I don't either. I, Have I, you heard that no, from anybody? Yeah, no, no, I, I, I agree with you. It, it's. At least the thing that bothers me when when I read conservatives who who are uh, agreeing with Google, which is amazing, but it happens uh the 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 thing that I don't understand they don't recognize that it's even an issue. They will say, "Well, I Google PragerU is," and I came up with some positive things. Mm-hmm. Uh, because normally, if you do PragerU is, you will find propaganda, lying. Mm-hmm. There's usually a negative after. But that's we that's we don't build our case on that. We build it on the censorship issue. But they don't even acknowledge. There are conservatives who don't acknowledge. The threat to conservative thought inherent to what is happening. It's not even that. I mean, I'm sure you have talked to what's his name up in uh, Boston that is is running the uh, running the tests on Epstein? our election. Yes, Robert Epstein. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing. That's and right. He is. And he's a, a liberal Democrat. Right. He's yeah. a guy who. I mean, I talked to him a couple of weeks ago. He was heartbroken about That's Hillary right. Clinton coming out against him. He's like, I'm. I'm a supporter. No, no, no. And they're right. destroying me. Yes. And he's saying, and I think this is true. The more I study up on on AI and Google and everything else. Um, these algorithms, I think we're about two years away from being in a trap we're not going to be able to get out of. That's right. He says that this may be the last election that is, quote, free. And he said, I'm not even sure if this one's going to be free. Well, I did a search, just as an example, I did a search on global warming or climate change or both. And there is a lot of stuff out there by scientists Mm -hmm. that that is skeptical not that the world is getting warmer, but why 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 it is, and right. especially about the solutions. Correct. 
there are many reasons why the world might be getting warmer, and it, and it also is probably not a catastrophe. You can't find that. Page after page of results is the same thing, just the exact same thing. And I remember reporting on my radio show years ago, 10,000 scientists who signed a petition saying, wait a minute, we're not so sure that it's anthropocentric, that it's human-made. 10,000 scientists, no coverage. So this is, this is a, we live in different worlds, the left and the right. I live in their world because I'm immersed. I, I watch CNN, MSNBC. Mm-hmm. I read the New mm-hmm. York Times every day. But they don't read us or hear us or study under us. Mm-hmm. That is why we win all their, the debates with them. I've debated the left. In fact, you'll love this. This is the best yet. I debated a guy at a San Francisco synagogue, a left-wing Jew, which is almost redundant, but not entirely. <laughs> I could say it because I'm Jewish. Mm-hmm. So I debate this guy at a San Francisco synagogue, and uh, I I don't try to defeat opponents. I, I I'm I'm a hey, big. Hang on, I gotta take I gotta take a break, and I don't want to wreck the end okay, of the story. Okay, yeah, you will love the yeah, end yeah, of yeah. the story. Uh, okay. Hang on, just a just a second. That's why he wins. By the way, is he is not trying to win. You go into a debate and you're trying to convince the other side or win, you're going to lose. Just speak the truth. Dennis Prager from the Dennis Prager Show. Also, uh, Prager University. More with him and his new movie, No Safe Safe Spaces. Dennis Prager from uh, Prager University. He also is the author of a great series of books uh, called The Rational Bible. We'll talk to him about that in a little bit. Uh, His documentary, No Safe Spaces which is fantastic. That is coming out. Uh, And he was just talking about uh, a conversation that he was having in a synagogue uh, debating a a very liberal individual at a synagogue in San Francisco. Correct. So all I wanted to tell you was, so this this is on YouTube. You could watch it. I guess Dennis Prager debates San Francisco synagogue or something like that. So uh, whenever I debate people on the left or anybody, I... I, I have no desire to humiliate anyone. In fact, I, my, Jewish law forbids me from humiliating. I'm, I take that very seriously. That's why I banned uh, uh, Monica Lewinsky jokes on my program. Mm-hmm. No one no one could call in and tell I, As I said, the woman is created in God's image. You cannot mock her on my program. So I take that stuff very seriously, uh, but I won the debate. I mean, I, I, I knew inside I won the debate, and I always win debates against leftists because they don't know any of our arguments, and we know all of theirs. Mm-hmm. I mean, just on that alone. Forget mm-hmm. whether I'm a good debater. But the only point I wanted to make was, that's on the restricted list. That is. Yes, because the lefty lost the debate. <laughs> that's What were you debating? Uh, Israel. It should, you know, uh, Jews and Israel, Jews and, 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 and American policy and so on. So violent, Dennis. Oh, it's, so, or, and oh the San Francisco synagogues. I mean, the yeah. synagogues are known for, for yeah. orgiastic yeah. Uh, moments. Exactly. <laughs> I, it's beyond belief. Yeah. You're reading your rational Bible. Um, it is, I think I actually wrote a review of it someplace. It is not, uh, when somebody says, this is my life's work. Uh, yeah, whatever. With you, this is your life's work, and it reads that way. You, mm-hmm. this is a lifetime. That's right. It is of of learning and wisdom that you have poured into this. And it for conservatives that are Christian, if you haven't gone through the Old Testament with uh, a rabbi 
or somebody who really, really knows Hebrew, you're you are you're water skiing over the Old Testament. I mean, it's it's phenomenal how deep it is. Well, thank you. Uh, uh, yes, it is deep, and I hope, Mike, it's called the Rational Bible. Uh, your listeners should just read the reviews on Amazon. I I want a, I, when I wrote, wrote this, I wanted a peasant in China who never heard of Moses to be moved. That's my, that's the reader I have in mind. Will this make sense to a rural Chinese person? Because that's why I call it the rational Bible. It either has something to say to everyone or it has nothing to say to Jews and Christians. That's my view. And the number of people who have said, you know what? Came into this an atheist. Read it. People could read it on that. Anyway, I, I just I'm always self conscious about promoting something I've done. I can only say this: nobody writes a Bible commentary to get wealthy. Mm. So I, I, on that grounds, I feel. But it I, is I, Dennis. It is. It is. That's what we've lost. That's it. Is what that's, we've that's, lost. No, that's because the whole, that's wisdom. That's our... This country is rooted in the wisdom of the Bible. Period. Abraham Lincoln didn't go to church, but he kept the Bible on his nightstand. That's the difference. I have, a, and he read it. I have a, I have a letter uh, right after his death from the guy who was his preacher in uh, in Illinois, who said back in early 1850 he would come and he, I would invite him to preach. He knew the gospel and he knew the Bible better than I did. That's his preacher. Hmm. Nobody, nobody understands that. He right. read it. Yes. He knew it. He, he may not have been your average churchgoer, right. but there's deep, profound no, it, it wisdom. Is, it's the deepest book ever written. And anyway, I've tried to explain it, and I hope your, your listeners will read it. So No Safe Spaces is coming out at the end of October. Adam Carolla and I are this quote-unquote stars. But uh, <laughs> I, I give I give all the credit to the to the terrific people who made the movie. Wow. You sound humble, but I should no, let no, you no, know I, that I, Dennis I, is, is all blinged out. He's gone totally hot. Hollywood. I mean, just look yes, at him. Yes, that's right. Listen that's to him. He's me, totally man. Hollywood now that he's in a movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, no, it's really it's really good, the film. I've seen it four times. I get bored very easily. It's one of the reasons I'm interesting. Mm-hmm. God God gave me a very short attention span in order to be interesting. I, I'm serious. <laughs> I turned I turned the deficit into a plus <laughs> because I remember one of my first talks, I swear to you, in the middle of the talk, I was 22, 23 years old. I started very early. And I said to myself, while I'm talking, Dennis, you're boring me. <laughs> and I will and I I'll never that was the wake up call. You must constantly be interesting. Anyway, no safe spaces is about what is happening to free speech. On on campuses, do you see a positive coming here, uh, Dennis? Do you see? Do you did you find positive things on campus? Because you're you're you were targeting those people who were there. There are a handful of courageous individuals. We have a a, a thing on Brett Weinstein, for example. Brett he's Weinstein, great. he is the guy's a total liberal. He's at this college in Washington State, and he uh, one day they announce all whites should leave campus for mm-hmm. a day. He goes, "I'm sorry, I I don't believe in that." And uh, you, you, people will see what happened to this man in this movie. It That's is a movie crazy. in a movie. It is, it is crazy. It's crazy. He has left the. He has left that college. He yeah. can't teach there anymore. Well, he, he, His the, life was endangered. The, his the the the. He, he was told by the university, "We can't protect you, nor That's will right. we." Yes, and he went to a public park. Right, and and held his class there. I mean, no, he's it's an ama- a brave it, it, it's, guy. It's, it's, yes, and his story will rivet people. 
So anyway, again, it's no safe spaces. When's it open? Uh, at the end of October. Okay. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Dennis Prager is going to be on television with us uh, tonight. We're going to go over some of the movie with him. Um, but also, I, I really wanted to talk to him about the changes that he is seeing, if any. He lives kind of, you know, in the Los Angeles area. And I've seen a change there. I've seen people who have never voted for a Republican who are now quietly saying, oh, I will vote for Donald Trump over these crazy people. They have gone crazy. Uh, and they don't they don't really even notice it. Um, the crazies. You know, it, did you see Jim Gaffigan uh, when he was on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast recently? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to I play this. Listen, listen to him discuss being friends with conservatives. Listen to this. And it is weird because like six years ago and I did this interview and I talked about it and and I could see the interviewer go, y- you're friends with someone that works at Fox. And I'm like, that's who that was. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. He's not a monster. Yeah. He's not killing, you know, he's not putting children in cages. Well, I'm he's... good friends with Steve Hilton. He has a show on Fox. He interviewed Trump. Uh, my family and his family yeah. go on vacations together. And nice it's, guy. It's like, why? Like, it's, it's, it's this strange thing where I'm like, I can understand how important these beliefs are. And I can understand how threatening um, democracy is. And I can understand how we have to face our history and and all these things. But it's like the discourse has to remain, yes. doesn't it? Yes. We have to be able to talk to each other. And I think that's one of the things that kind of died with the Trump election. People were like, you're with us or against us. You're either for him or, or you're for the future and compassion and, and, and yeah. caring about everyone or you're a monster. And there's no, there's no discussion about finances or the best way to run the economy yeah, yeah. or international trade. No, 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 no. You're, you're with the good or the bad. You're binary. It's one or zero. You're black or white. You're one or zero. And it, that is the same thing that they criticized about W. Mm-hmm. saying you're either with us or against yeah. us. Which, by the way, being a father of daughters, you know, is also a line from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it is it's true and appropriately so, right? It's like very childlike. Like that, that perspective is very childlike. There's a lot of people that are conservative that are very good people. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, I, uh, you know, here's another thing that I find very frustrating. I feel as though I'm sometimes, and sometimes I'll get uh, messages on social media, and they'll be like, "You know that some of the people that like your comedy are Trump supporters," and I'm like, "I hope so. I I hope that I appeal to a lot of different people. Uh, you know, I it's it's a very strange. Like I remember the success I had, and I'm so grateful for the success that I've had." Uh, on Beyond the Pale, I remember like I came back to New York after I had done this tour, and you don't know with stand up, you don't know how long it's going to last, you don't know what's going on. And I came back, and I remember someone reading an article, maybe it was in Time Out New York, and they're like, "He's very mainstream, mainstream." And and there was recently a New York Times article, "He's very conventional," 
And I'm like, what is that? Do you mean like conventional in that people want to go and see me perform? Like a lot of people <laughs> like, like that's, you? Like that's a crime? Yeah. <laughs> Jim Gaffigan, I, I will tell you, um, it's weird to hear that. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.